and welcome to our very first uh, On Retail Time podcast. I'm your host, Donna Peters. Joining me today to talk about the power of people and the pop-up experience is Lauren Raimondi, President and CEO of All Aces Promotional Staffing. Lauren, welcome. Thank you so much for being a part of our very first podcast. I'm thrilled to have you with me today. I am particularly jazzed about hearing about your perspectives around the people power factor and experiential marketing around and how critically important it is to the success of pop-up marketing and events. Um, Lauren, why don't you share with our audience today a little bit about your background, what your agency does in helping retailers and brands? Sure. So we are... Um you know, our company is All Aces Promotional Staffing. We specialize in providing temporary event staffing solutions as well as assistance with logistics nationally. We also have international partnerships as well. So that means that we really are helping brands engage with their consumers um, in lots of different verticals such as experiential marketing, pop-up shops, product demos, conferences, and really any type of event or marketing program that's designed to increase brand awareness and drive sales. Good. Um, Lauren and I had a chance at meeting at a local networking event. Um, some might say it was a truly christening of a relationship because during the course of our excited conversation, I abruptly slapped a glass of wine, red wine, right out of Lauren's hand <laughs> Miraculously, it did not hit any of her clothing. Um, so I kind of saw that as a right. I was very surprised. I, it was not a good moment, but it, it was certainly something that put a, a stake in the ground with our relationship, right? Um, and Lauren, you were such a good sport. I guess maybe I didn't scare you that much that you wouldn't be to come to the, on the podcast and talk to me. Albeit now we're safely secured in our own spaces <laughs> and no wine. So um, anyway, Lauren and I connected on the people topic because of its relevancy to the growth and success of experiential marketing, AKA pop-up retail. Um, and the more we spoke, the more it became apparent that having the right, um, the right people and personality supporting your pop-up venture is something that some who are entering this new arena might underestimate and in some cases completely overlook. Many brands coming into the market uh, these days are doing so through online presence. So their experience with their customers has not been a person-to-person -person experience. Some might see it as an easy reach to throw their office marketing staff into the mix when running a pop-up. What would be your advice in doing that? And why is it having the right personality so important to this type of venture? Yeah, a lot of, you know, we do hear a lot of that and we see a lot of that happening. And many of our clients actually do come to us after they have tried using their office staff and they, they realize that it wasn't as successful. So a lot of times clients will try to use their office staff because they're trying to save on costs. They think, okay, why are we going to pay for an outside person if we already have these people who know our company uh, you know, already available to do this. But what they don't realize is that it actually will, is more expensive to do that because, you know, some of it is intangible, some of it is directly tangible. And one of the things that really gets lost when you're using your office staff, unless you're using your sales team, which I just think is a poor use of your sales team, is the customer engagement. So if you're doing a pop-up shop, 
it's technically experiential marketing and you really want to create a positive brand experience with your clients. So you want to drive brand loyalty, you want them to have a good time, you want them to remember it, and especially if your brand is online, you want them to be posting on social media and sharing their experience for a different buzz. So if you're using your internal staff, it's hit or miss whether or not that person is going to be really engaging and able to connect with your audience in that way. And if they're not doing that, then your sales and your sales conversions are really going down. So it won't be as successful. There's also the factor of lower productivity. So if this person that's typically in your office is now in this pop-up shop, that job there isn't getting done, or they have to hire somebody else to do that job, often with salary benefits, and that's a cost that they ultimately incur just on the back end versus on the pop-up shop itself. There's also the factor of having a backup plan. So, and this is something that a lot of clients don't realize until it actually comes up. So sometimes people get sick, they have a vacation book, they just need a day off, emergencies happen, and if you're using your internal staff, you don't always have a backup plan to have this person on site, especially if you're traveling. Mm -hmm. uh, and the pop-up site isn't necessarily where your office is located. So not only are you scrambling to find a replacement, but you're also paying for all these travel costs and hotels and food and all these different things that you don't necessarily have to pay for if you are using an outside agency. Okay, and fair enough, I mean, because, yeah, if, you, if you've got one of your staff members there manning that pop-up for a week or so, who's doing their job back at the office, right? Right, exactly. You're paying double duty. Um, so, suppose <laughs> you just mentioned a couple of challenges. What have you found to be a common challenge for the brands and or the retailers in the launch or rollout of a temporary pop-up venture? So, a lot of things, especially if you're newer, to putting up pop-up shops or doing any sort of an event experiential marketing campaign at all is really knowing what these needs are and really thinking about the small details so this can include everything from the location is it in the right spot is it going to drive the traffic that you want it to is it reaching your target market have you thought about permits and insurance really it's, it's really getting down into the nitty gritty that I see being the biggest mistake and really causing a lot of clients to scramble in the end. So the, so the, it's, it is the devil is in the details. Um, we had, we had a client come to us uh, and ask us, uh, they wanted to do a pop-up venture that would last six months. And uh, they had, you know, approached us for all the internal stuff and uh, you know all the collateral that goes along with the store, but they hadn't even thought about the fact that they would have if they're open seven days a week that they're literally running 17 hours a day and who's going to man that location and how mm -hmm. is it going to work and who's going to run the uh, ring their cash register and who's going to you know show the product and so on. So yeah, there, there could definitely be in the rush of getting this done, those small details get forgotten about. And you're right, you have last minute now you're scrambling to try and fix that. Right. Um, regarding staffing resources and their specialties and about the differences in expertise and capabilities in the area of event and what you do, promotional marketing, um, there are agencies that provide temporary retail staff. We all know that. Uh, however, there might be a difference between 
these and those such as yourself um, who specialize in event retail marketing, such as pop-up. Uh, can you quantify what those differences might be between like a retail staffing agency and yourself? And, and if you were giving out advice to vetting resources, let's say I'm, I'm looking to set up a pop-up shop. If you were giving out um, advice on that, uh, on staffing a temporary pop-up, what would that be uh, vetting for specialization in a certain area like food, fashion, health, uh, health services and things of that nature. Sure. So when it comes to using a regular temp agency, it kind of goes back to what we were saying initially about using your internal office staff. There's the same challenges as far as personality and such. A lot of those things really come into play. Plus, they're not plus they're not as invested in your company because they're not working there. So it's a little bit more of a gamble trying to find that right personality because a pop-up isn't just about bringing people up it's about creating this experience that make people both excited about your brand and want to come in and purchase something from you versus the place next door or someplace else mm -hmm. so that's really the main the main aspect of um of using an event staffing agency specifically versus using more of a temp agency that typically um, is providing people for office for different types of office jobs. Right. Um, when right. you're vetting an agency, there are a lot of things you want to look for in this agency. So, you know, your your pop up shop is you have a certain feel, you have certain goals that you want to accomplish with the shop. It could be brand awareness, it could be sales, it could be social media traffic and buzz. And so you want to really make sure that your agency is a right fit for what it is that you're looking to do. So that's that's a major one. You want to hear about their experience in that space. You want to also know what their presence is in a particular area. So if you're do, if it's a pop-up in one location or six locations, different cities around around the country, you want to make sure that their presence is good and that the people do have the skill sets for in those areas for your shop. Another major factor is making sure that the company is W-2. And that's important for a lot of reasons. Liability-wise, um, liability-wise, the staffing agency does, if they're W-2, have the workers' comp insurance, the business liability, right. and you don't have to worry about potential misclassification. I don't know if anybody was aware you know, a lot of companies think, oh, I'm using a staffing agency, so I'm automatically not liable for different things because I'm outsourcing to them. But companies that are 1099 because of the crackdown are really getting in major trouble. And very recently, actually a couple of months ago, there was a marketing agency that was providing the brand ambassadors and promotional models for different Moet Hennessy um activations um, all across the country and there was a class action lawsuit by these by these people because they were misclassified as 1099 and both the marketing agency and moe hennessy got hit with a 1.95 million dollar lawsuit wow so it wasn't just the agency it was also the end client because they weren't protected so it's becoming more important than ever to make sure that these safety measures are in place. Sure, especially when you have something, a pop-up event that's very, um, 
I don't know, crazy things going on like fireworks, you know, mm -hmm. and open flame and things of that nature. Yeah. Well, wow, I didn't, I, you know, and I think that's a very valid point because we tend to, uh, when we're staffing uh, such uh, ventures, tend to think, well, you know, that's the agency's problem. I don't really have any, they, they're not employed mm -hmm. by me. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something, that's a mistake that some retailers, obviously this one, uh, shouldn't have made. <laughs> <laughs> right, because with 1099, there's the co-employment factor because nobody's employing them, and there are so many um, there are so many steps to determine if somebody is a true independent contractor and if they're a true employee. And in this industry, there's a gray area because you do have some sort of you do have control. You're controlling their hours. You're telling them what to say, what to wear, what time to be on site, and because of that, they really do fit the employee uh, model, even if it's only, whether it's for one day or one year, they're considered an employee. And a lot of agencies have lost audits um, and had to pay a lot of back taxes, which, you know, because of this. And it's really, it's, it's a shame and it's unfortunate. Wow. And you, but uh, all uh, ACES promotional staffing is W-2 compliant? Only W-2 nationally, yes. There you go. <laughs> um, and one, one other question as we're going to wrap things up here is that, you know, a lot of times uh, as marketers, we have these great ideas and we want to just run with them and mm -hmm. everything has a very short turnaround time. Tell me a little about how short you can deal with, your particular agency can deal with. Well, we, you know, we, we got a request today for Friday and Saturday, so there you go. Uh, for tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, actually. Uh, so we deal everything everywhere from those really short turnkey um, programs because um, for whatever reason, they were either trying to use their internal staff or something else happened and they realized that that they needed the assistance. But for something bigger, like a pop-up shop or a larger scale event where there are so many moving parts, um, something, you know, the ideal time frame, depending on the details and the scope, mm -hmm. is probably one to two months, if possible. Mm -hmm. At least start having your agency ready, contracted, and really it's important to let the agency know what it is that you want them to handle as well because that also plays a big part if you only want the agency to provide one or two people then then the lead time doesn't have to be as long but it's also good to give as much notice as possible and this is something i say to all my clients so we can have handle last minute events all day long nationally but at that point we're picking from people who just happen to be available versus who's the best possible fit and that's the main thing. But if you want the agency to help out with logistics, um, if you want them to, um, you know, to really play a part in training or just other different factors of a pop-up, the more you want the agency to do, the more it's important to engage them at an earlier stage so that they're really involved and know what's happening. Correct. And there's that ramp up of training staff if it's like on a technical launch and you want the team there to understand how to work the product so they don't they don't make a mistake when they're showing it to the public. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, you've given us an awful lot to consider, Lauren, and, and about a subject matter that, again, sometimes we completely overlook. So I want to thank you very much for joining us today on, on, on Retail Time. 
uh, and I hope we can connect again. But you know, next time, no wine. We'll, we'll figure something else out. <laughs> you can have as much wine as you want. Next time, we'll make it this podcast. So uh, if, if you folks out there are interested in learning about Lauren, we will have uh, her information, contact information about the company, where they're located, uh, and any links associated with the podcast today will be in our notes, our show notes, wherever we post this video. So thank you again very much for joining us, Lauren, and I hope to talk to you real soon. Take care.